I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. And I think it's gonna be a fucked up club. Wrong and tell and tell so much stuff. It's not the kind of club they have at home. It's a crime club, crime club, crime club with the wrong and some fucked up tales. Crime club, crime club with the wrong and some fucked up tales. Bread and circuses, snouts and anuses, think I give a fuck? Because I don't. Jack Beaumont, a.k.a. Lengthy Guarantee, a.k.a. Blem Trails. This episode is a chat with a man who got on ITV2 as one half of a piss-taking pop duo. Is it criminal? No. Is it crime club? Mate, if it's me and your nan on bongos, it's fucking crime club. It's a yes from me. See you at boot camp. Southwark Fondler. The Southwark Fondler. Or the Jabbler. Or which is it going to be? I'm leaning towards Southwark Fondler myself. Yeah, let's go with that. Yeah. So the Southwark Fonda. Now, so you, would you call it a prank? A prank gone too far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a prank gone too far, which led to you being a live audition for X Factor. Yeah. And mate, just start from the beginning then. How did it start? Whose idea was yeah. it? So it started when I met my cousin's boyfriend at the time. Uh, it was my cousin's birthday and he came around first time. He was meeting the family and... They happened to have a karaoke machine, so my aunt decided to invite her two workmates, one of whom was a, I think, Filipino transsexual, and Filipinos love their karaoke. They do indeed. Was it a trans woman or trans man? It was a trans woman and her boyfriend, have a half. Okay, so let's just map this out again. So your cousin, female. Yeah, not Not trans. No. She's having a birthday. Yeah. She's bringing for the first time her fella, who you're meeting for the first time. Yeah. And her mum, your aunt, yeah. has brought her Filipino workmate. Yeah, workmate, yeah. She yeah. worked in the hospital, so they were nurses. Okay, yeah. Yeah, she brings a karaoke along, which was a great idea in hindsight. Doing all sorts of songs, and then me and Rob, first time I met him. Yeah, at one point we just decided to do Freak Me by another level, and some reason that song just brought the house down just everyone was absolutely loving it when we did it and you both knew and all the words did you or was there a bit yeah. up on the screen I mean, they had the words on the screen but you didn't I, need I, them. I don't think we needed them yeah we sort of knew it already and yeah so that was the first time we did it we loved it and then I think I saw him again in a couple of weeks it was one of my cousin's friend's birthdays that I went along to as well and 
I remember we were meant to be in the park, but it started pissing it down. So we ended up going back to one of their houses and... I can't remember if it was a karaoke machine or we just started sort of singing along to songs. Uh, someone was like, oh, do that song again. Yeah, yeah I think, fuck it, why not? Yeah, I think literally someone was like, yeah, do Freak Me. It might have been my sister or my cousin or something. And we did it. Had loads of people at this party and they were absolutely loving it again. So we thought, right. We got are you, are you dropping some moves here as well? Yeah, just enthusiastic. I think we might have improvised a few few little moves. But um yeah, just everyone was loving it when we did it. And can either of you sing particularly well, or is it just the enthusiasm that's bringing the house down? Um, just enthusiasm, yeah. Okay. Would you class yourself as a decent singer, or would you say you're all right, not too bad, or what? Just enthusiastic, yeah. What about Rob? Rob, um, yeah, he's not a great singer. We spent Christmas together that year, and, you know, I had a lovely Christmas, had a few drinks, and I think Rob suggested... Oh, why don't we apply for the X Factor? And we were just like, yeah, it's quite late in the evening. We were like, oh, yeah, fuck it, let's give it a go, it'll be a laugh. So we filled out the form and then literally forgot about it for, I think, three months or something and just completely forgot that we even did it. And then, yeah, it was about March, Rob gets a call from, you know, one of the producers saying, oh, you apply for the X Factor, you fancy coming along for an audition? And he called me up and I was like, yeah, why not, it'll be a laugh. We just thought, hey, if we get on TV, you know, just look like idiots, really, and just be quite funny for everyone who knows us. Gary on my wayward club. We didn't want it to be a complete shambles and just wing it on the day. We wanted to sort of know what we were doing, and so we picked out our outfits beforehand as well. And yeah, the outfits were quite, well, mine was quite loud anyway. What was you wearing? Yeah, and my Ray Bans on. I had a black shirt, grey waistcoat, I had a white belt, some real skinny jeans. Had some like checkered vans on. I remember I had red socks on. They were great. And then I had, I had braces, but they were just hanging off. And, uh, so what you've done? You've dressed up in the way that is like, hey, yeah, I'm a showman, but it's also like, hey, I could be one of those nutters who thinks of the next Justin Timberlake as well. Yeah, exactly. Worked on worked on both levels. So yeah, we performed in front of the producers and did the whole did the whole thing, and they were like cracking up. They absolutely loved it. Like the first producers, and they loved it. Um, but things when they're cracking up, that indicates to me that they know that you're kind of having a bit of a laugh as well. Yeah, I think they did, but I can't remember. I think then they told us, you know, we're through to the auditions in front of more producers or whatever. So I can't remember if it was maybe a month or six weeks later or something. Then we had more auditions. So again, I think that one we went to like the Excel Centre. And, then, and is that another queue vibe or you didn't have to queue that time? Um, it's less of a queue. I think they sort of filter it down a lot from that first audition. So there's still a lot of people, but it's less of a queue. I remember we had to perform twice that day. It was just different producers or whatever. And I think it was the first lot. There were these really serious blokes who sat at a table. These real like middle-aged, maybe 40-year-old like, bald blokes. And I think we did our song... And like they didn't crack a smile once, and we were like, "Oh shit, we fucked it here." They made us sing our second choice song, which was Backstreet Boys. Oh, I want it that way, and we performed that, but we didn't have like the dance moves or anything, so it just didn't have as much flair. We thought, you know, when they made us perform that, we thought, right, we fucked it. But then I think you have to do the second uh, one in the afternoon anyway, and yeah, these sets of producers they like loved it again. They love Backstreet. Yeah. Boys again. Uh, no, they loved uh, Freak Me. Mm. Yeah, we just did Freak Me again in the afternoon and they loved it. Crime. Yeah, 
Rob gets a call again in maybe a few weeks' time and said, right, do you want to come and come and perform in front of the judges? And we're like, oh, shit. <laughs> this Fuck is actually real now. We're like, Fuck yeah! Well, we've got to do it now. We've sort of made it this far. I'm trying to think if the third audition was right at the end of year thirteen, or you know, just in the summer holidays. I think it might have been just at the end of year thirteen. The hype train was building quite nicely. It's quite an expensive process because you have to buy the instrumental for all the songs beforehand, and you have to buy it from like some licensed sellers, and it's like what? It's about like eight or ten quid a track, and it has to be like without backing vocals as well. So what? like, why? I can't remember. It wasn't for the very first one, possibly for the second one, but definitely for the real audition, you had to buy these tracks and send it to them. What? Because ITV yeah. can't fucking afford eight, ten quid. Yeah, That's yeah, it's bonkers. Yeah, I remember I spent about <laughs> it was something like thirty-five or forty quid getting the backing tracks to these five songs. It was fuck me. Yeah, right, anyway, so that's a bit of a pain in the ass. I mean, we were quite gassed on the day because I think they asked us to turn up at like half five at the O2 in the morning and we were like, no, nah, we're not doing that. So we turned up about maybe 6.15 or something. Obviously loads of people were there, you know, all the keynotes, all the people that probably actually could sing. And then we turned up about 6.15. As soon as we got to the queue, it's one of the, you know, staff working there. We're like, oh, JTE, we've been waiting for you. Come with us. Hang on, what was your act called? JTE. JTE. The uh, John Thomas experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. John Thomas is in, in the polite way of saying Willie. Yeah. Yes, in yeah, the polite yeah. way of saying Willie. Um, Did you call yourselves John and Thomas? Yeah, basically, yeah, that's the whole thing. So, I think we were, just, we were just banging on about John Thomas, like, I think the first time we met for some reason. You turned up late because you don't give a fuck, and yeah. they're like, you're JTE, and you're like, yep, and, yeah. you know, and they just said, oh, come on, get on. Yeah, they literally just said, oh, come with us. And to be fair, it was quite a long day, because you have to do filming for... So ITV1, ITV2 and the website. So they're all quite separate things. So you have to do, you know, loads of interviews, loads of VTs and stuff. Okay, I've got to ask you now, what are the kind of questions you're being asked? What are your answers? Why could you win the X Factor? Rob did a lot of the talking. He was probably the talker. I'm getting the the impression that he was like, he was probably like, was he a bit older than you as well? Yeah, he was older. So I think he was 27 at the time when I was 18. So he was, yeah, yeah, he was doing a lot of the talking, but... Seen, what what kind of gas was he giving out? Yeah, I've seen a video, I think he says we're bigger than Jesus, better than Jedward. <laughs> but is he doing that with a straight face? Uh, yeah, he, he kept it together quite well, yeah. Oh, mate, I'm not, <laughs> you know, I need to be Rob, to be fair. Yeah. You're bigger than Jesus and better <laughs> <Yeah>. than Jedward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, sadly, he's a bit of an arsehole now, Rob. Yeah. Oh, why? Uh, he's my cousin's baby daddy, but he couldn't keep his John Thomas in his pants, basically. Oh, mate. Yeah. Oh, Rob, Rob, Rob. Rob, Rob, Rob. He really did provide the John Thomas experience. All right, well, that's a shame. Just to the wrong person. That's a shame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just out of wedlock. Oh, what a cut. So that was the one that got onto, I think, ITV2. So at that point, we were being interviewed by Ollie Murs and Caroline Flack. R.I.P. Flack, R.I.P. Yeah. Flack. Fuck Ollie Murs, but carry on. I remember at that stage, it was just a lot of kind of photo shoots and sort of walking towards the camera. So that was a lot of what the time was, sort of smouldering and walking towards cameras and stuff. It must have been quite disorientating at that point because you still, in your heart, know that this is a wind-up, do you not? Yeah. <laughs> you think it's a wind-up, but then I think it always goes so far, it sort of gets your head a bit. And I suppose also other, kind of, gassed, other yeah. acts that could be considered wind-ups have got quite far in, you know, in the ITV competition but well, maybe more perhaps uh, Britain's Got Talent I mean you've had some ridiculous people get to the quarters and semis oh yeah 
The thing is, um, we, were the, we were the year after Jedward, so we thought another male double up. Could yeah, we yeah, be you probably are Jedward. better than yeah. Jedward. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Bigger than Jesus, debatable. Better than Jedward, also up for debate. Yeah. Right? It's a long day, long day not recording. Yeah, it was a long day, so yeah, we got there. Well, yeah, just after 6am. I think we didn't get on stage in front of judges till about midday. So it was quite, mm. a, quite a long, tiring day. And it was quite funny just before we got on stage. So we sort of, just to decide now, we're sort of, I think we we're in a bit kind of waiting room and they said, you know, you'll be on pretty soon. I think we went to the gents and then Rob, who, yeah, is nine years older than me at this stage, he starts having like a panic attack in the toilet. So he's like proper struggling to breathe. And then, I mean, I'm nervous myself. I'm like, don't worry, mate, he'll be all right. It's not that bad. And he's bitten on more than he could chew. Yeah, he's, he's proper shitting at this stage. And I'm still shitting here, but I think the fact that he was so nervous, I was trying to console him. I kind of forgot how nervous I was. Luckily, he composed himself, had a bit of water and stuff. And I don't tend to get nervous about things, but... Uh, I, could, I can imagine fuck me because even though you know it's, a, you know, it's just a bit it's just a laugh if you've still got fucking cowl calling you a mug on front of the minute <laughs> you're still going to be like oh you know yeah. but anyway sorry so you've, you've managed to you've managed to calm him down yeah and I think yeah then we went sort of side of the stage and Dermot was there we were giving Dermot a bit of chat and stuff and he was, and this is just, he was a lovely bloke literally just before we're about to go on yeah just to the side of the stage so you chat to him and then you sort of move to the side of the stage when there's sort of two acts in front of you and you can mm. kind of see him and then you look out in the crowd and I think there were I think it might have been the first year that the auditions were in front of a crowd rather than in the small oh, that's room because they changed it didn't they yeah. yeah so I think there were four or five thousand people there <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was pretty terrifying in itself so yeah we just go out and so that year it was it was a bit of a shame actually it was quite a shite year for judging so it was so Louis Walsh was there it was uh, Kelly Rowland Talisa and Gary Barlow you know what I'd love to have the opportunity to sing in front of Kelly Rowland and Talisa actually because she got stung for that coke thing which is bullshit so always back to Lisa (laughs) and it was the cow there right no, he wasn't no there. No cow? Yeah. Oh, fuck. I think it was the first year he wasn't there. I think he was doing the American one or something. All right, so let's just recap. Roland Kelly, Barlow Gary, Lisa Two, <laughs> and Walsh Louie. Yeah? That's right. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Crime Club. So we get on stage, it sort of gets off to a rocky start. I mean, obviously they ask us, oh, you know, what's your names? And we're like, we're JTE, stands for the John Thomas Experience. And then I think our thing at the time was we kept going brat, brat. I can't remember how it started, but we just kept doing it. And then I think it was Gary Barlow. I was like, what does that mean? It was just like... Oh, fuck off, yeah. Gary. You <laughs> right, so what, what did you say? Like, oh, it's our slang because we're ghetto. Uh, <laughs> uh, the crowd didn't really enjoy that. There was a few boos at that point. It's our slang. You know what's great about that yeah. is that provided somebody knows to take the piss, it's like, imagine if in the ghetto we were referring to each other's fucking Hamptons as their John Thomases they like, wouldn't <laughs> fucking happen um, yeah. and you're saying rap as well oh man I didn't were you doing this kind of like, faux gangster bullshit um, on the, in the lead up to this and the auditions yeah. was it just like let's turn it on the day or not really we just I think we just always say brat brat <laughs> I don't know what just, it was 2011 yeah, people yeah. were saying brat so ironically and <laughs> yeah. you were doing it with a straight face that was the thing you know it was after the Tottenham riots oi 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 it's fucking crime club alright so that gets us to a rocky start because you are saying it's ghetto and it is a brat but, and then does Barlow respond to that or I can't remember his response but he wasn't best pleased by that I want to think Swiftly afterwards, they just got us singing, so sort of hit the music, and then yeah, we just get into it. And... Can you remind me how the verse first goes? I know how it starts, like freak me out. Yeah, and then like, does it go yeah. straight into the chorus? Then verse? yeah, it goes straight into the chorus. So I want to lick you up and down yeah, yeah. till you. Can we get a little rendition now? Just so we, just so the listeners can <laughs> get an idea of how it is. <laughs> that one, two, three. Let me lick you up and down till you say stop. Let me play with your body, baby. Take you real, hun. Let me do all the things you want me to do. Cause tonight, baby, I wanna get freaky with you. You know what? Brilliant. And how's the verse go? You don't have to sing it if you don't want to. I just need one to be reminded of the lyrics. Yeah, so... For some reason, we decided to flip the verses from the order that they're in the actual song. I don't know why. So then Rob does the first verse. Actually, I remember being inside a stage and we asked him, oh, you're allowed to walk up to the judges? And they were like, yeah, of course you can. And then so Rob does the first verse. He walks walks up to Kelly. 
For some reason at the time we said, right, we're not going to serenade Talisa, none of us fancy her, we're just going to go for Kelly Rowland. Mm. I, mean, I can understand the choice, I fancy both of them, but um, yeah, I can see yeah. that. Yeah, you know, I'm maybe we would have given Talisa some love, but it's just Kelly on the day. Yeah, Rob just walks up and he's like, I love the taste of whipped cream, spread it on top of me, and then... Well, at that point, the crowd are going wild once they see us walk up to the judges. Of course and they are, yeah. Give it all down. Don't mind the ghetto boys now, do they? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so he's, he's smashed the, f- the first birth, although, like you say, you reversed orders. And yeah. then have you have done another chorus? Yeah, did another chorus. Yeah, Rob comes back, and I was doing some ad-libs at the back of the stage. What kind of ad-libs? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Come on, Brett. Yeah. I think it would just be the odd bit. It would be like, all around the world, oh, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I couldn't. But I mean, I, I mean, I'm someone who I've actually performed music in live crowds, and it can be nerve-wracking at times. I look, like, especially when you're like 16 and you're like, playing a song that you've written in your bedroom. Uh, it was a joke song, by the way, just for listeners, but it wasn't. I wasn't taking myself specifically seriously. But you still get nerves. What's the level? What's the difference in the level of, the, you know, the, the angst in your chest, like the, the, compared to the prior auditions? Have you? Is it like yeah. because you got, sometimes you can barely sing properly if you're too nervous? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, how are you feeling there? It was weird. It was almost like an out-of-body experience. I think once I started and got into it, it just sort of... You know, I was so focused on getting the words right. And I remember my sister was there with me on a date. She was like, just make sure you speak clearly into the microphone. So I, I think... I mean, not that my vocals were any good, but I was like properly shouting into the microphone, making sure it would be heard. And It's good advice, actually. Because was, even... Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's perfect advice. Because even... Because you want to look back at it and think, I knew I was kind of taking the piss... But like that wouldn't come across if you even fluffed taking the piss. Yeah. You've got to take the piss properly, otherwise, yeah. otherwise, no one's going to know you even tried yeah, to take the piss. Yeah, it's wasted otherwise. So yeah. yeah, I was proper giving it large into micro, and I was like, just make sure this is clear and can be heard. And it was weird. I remember when Rob went down. It was just like it was just weird. <laughs> I don't know. It's just bonkers watching it. And then obviously he comes back, and then it's my turn to do my verse. So I'm walking down to judges. All I'm thinking is. Don't fall down the stairs because there's a couple of stairs down the stage, and I think there might have been a couple up to the judges. And I was like, I'm clumsy at the best of times. I'm like, please don't fall down. I'm like, yeah. I want to be a joke act for all the right reasons, not for falling down. Mm. Got down the stairs, all right, yeah. And did you go up to Kelly again? Did you both go up Kelly? Yeah, both went to Kelly. <laughs> so, yeah, straight up to Kelly. Kelly, don't you understand? I want to be a nasty man. I know you did you say that yeah yeah that's my verse let's hear your whole verse then, yeah then. I want to make your body scream and you'll know just what I mean 24 karat gold to warm the nights when you feel cold I want to lick you up and down and I want to lay you down come on sexy <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck it oh, that's good yeah. now I just fuck it we'll say this now and then we'll talk about the rest of the audition there is footage of this, obviously, and yeah. will you be able to provide me with a link that we can put in the description? Yeah, I can send you the link. All right, yeah. cool, so that'll be in the description, listeners. Uh, and now we go into the judges' reactions. Yeah, so we finish our performance, and the crowd are absolutely loving it. We get a rapture, I suppose. I couldn't believe it, really. It was quite gassed. And then, well, I think we got a standing ovation or by part of the O2, anyway. That's what, so, I, think that's, I think that's the beauty of... Being, if you take the piss in the right way and show a bit of front and go up to fucking Kelly Rowland twice and also sing such a brazenly sexual song, yeah. And obviously, you've got like the, the kind of jokey charisma, I imagine you, which I imagine you're putting off, right? Is that, was that the vibe? 
Oh, yes. Yeah, we're giving it all the dance moves and, you know. Maybe we should go into that for a second so the listeners know exactly how uh, kind of daft this <laughs> is because you are you're doing like this kind of stuff but when I say this listener I am putting my index finger in the air like a cricket umpire and dragging it, <laughs> and, and dragging it down in a sexual way you're doing that kind of finger wagging sexy yeah, shit yeah there's a lot of that so obviously in the song when it's like let me lick you up and down we're kind of going up and down with the arms and then let me play with your body baby you're sort of bringing a fist towards us and okay, so that's, that's, gyrating that's the fist hips. upwards yeah. and then fist motion downwards with motion a bent downwards. elbow yeah as in to imply thrusting. Yes, of course. Yeah. In a way that's Just safe for the pre-watershed audience. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. All right, cool. And um, and then the, then the judges' comments, what they got? It starts with Barlow. And I'm saying he was fed this line because I don't believe he thought it up on the spot. But he said, oh, just to let you into my slang, crap, crap. In, oh, in response okay. to our Brett Brett oh I see yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's got a fucking runner all over it ah absolutely um, but oh you know what fucking ain't that cunt anyway yeah, yeah so what right, Esparlo he's been fed a fucking line next was Talisa I think she was just speaking to Kelly she was like what do you think of that Kelly at what point would you say stop mm, again bar. not pro- a bad bar not a bad bar yeah but I mean, maybe no. fed that by a runner probably we'll give it a benefit of now Kelly I think she enjoyed it, but she was like, you guys really can't sing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and then she getting booed for that? Uh, yeah, she got some booze for that. And and then it was Louis. He'd been a year after Jedward. We thought maybe, you know, Louis would warm to us. You know? Yeah, but he... Two you young know, blokes. He, he put, well, yeah, you're young, but you don't look prepubescent, which is just fucking yeah. tight for the pedo. Yeah, we were a couple of Irish gimps. <laughs> Uh, so what, 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 what has he said by the way what, what, what's bullshit yeah. I can't remember what he says he just says it's a no for me you can't sing basically I mean me. look I don't like Walsh but that is a fair thing to say isn't it? he wasn't wrong <laughs> I'll, I'll give him that yeah do you feel like you have won to try crown club and see how well it fits I think of crime and I dream of crime It was four no's, basically. Mm. At that point, are you giving it some kind of fake, oh, gutted kind of body language on the yeah. stage or you just walk off? I remember shaking my head in faux disappointment. <laughs> I think we wanted to say something, we just didn't have anything witty at the time, so we thought, best leave it. No, yeah, <laughs> fair enough. I mean, well, given that you have approached it as a joke, to then start kicking off when they... I mean, well, maybe that would make the perfect joke if you start literally being like, no, no way! Like, yeah. But you've already got the crowd on the side. You want to leave with the crowd on your side. Yeah, exactly. So, again, I think we had a bit more of a chat with Dermot and then, you know, we went in a room with Ollie and Caroline. So this was a bit that actually made it to TV. So, I think it was Ollie was, hard. Oh, there's one woman who's disappointed she wasn't serenaded. And then it was Caroline, obviously. And <laughs> so I said to Caroline, would you like to be serenaded? She was like, yeah, absolutely. So then I started doing... One of our other songs was Boys to Men, I'll Make Love to You. And so... How does that go again? So I start serenading Caroline. And goes, I'll make love to you Like you want me to And I'll hold you tight 
Baby, all through the night I'll make love to you When you want me to And I will not let go till you tell me to What was Caroline doing? Stifling the giggles and blushing? Yeah. It was quite nice, actually. I was sort of... It was kind of gyrating on her a bit. And I think... <laughs> I think, obviously, for comedic effect, Ollie Murs was shocked. And I yeah. think, secretly, she was loving it. Well, I hope she's still loving it upstairs, because God bless yeah. that woman. But anyway. Yeah. Also, that was a time where it was big news. She was going out with Harry Styles. She was 32 at the time, and he was 17. I was 18, so I thought... Maybe I've got a glimmer here. Yes. Turns yes. out I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out couldn't compete with the stars. But, you know, who can? After that, then, was the vibe get out the door, you mentalists, or what was it? Pretty much, yeah. We were, we'd done our bits. We were just knackered by that point. We were pretty starving. Really wanted a pint, so we just sort of got out of there. Cram club. Well, people who aren't out there to have a laugh, people who are perhaps delusional and in many cases learning disabled are wheeled out in front of millions uh, to be sneered at by multi-millionaires including the likes of Cal I know he wasn't a, a judge on your yeah. on your series but uh, he is the orchestrator of such malevolence oh, yeah. and the way I feel about it is that I think that's quite wrong don't get me wrong I fucking love watching the audition parts of those series when it was on and I think it's really funny but there is something to be said about the fact that Simon Cowell is a bad, bad tramp and he needs to see some comeuppance, I think, ideally in my lifetime, if not the next. And one of the things also to add to that is that he has designed The X Factor to do a lot of the job that an A&R person would have to do themselves. Like A&R people are out there to spot good artists and what X Factor does, and this is why it's such a genius moneymaker, but it's to say, well, let's get the public to vote on what records they'll buy. And then we don't even have to fucking sift through thousands of people. We can do that, make money on that, and then we'll get the public to vote on which record they'll buy, and then it does our job for us. It's a multi-million pound scam. Quite ingenious, to be fair to him, but he is a bad cunt. And uh, I was a bit disappointed when you said that you, your series wasn't was one that he uh, wasn't available for, because I wanted you to be directly mugging him off but yeah. that's not your fault it's not anyone's fault um, uh, would have liked Cal but what do you reckon Cal would have had to say about it uh, something withering and something that the people yeah. the mums would be like always oh, mean but he's right probably on the same lines as Barlow but maybe more cutting yeah, yeah more original yeah and I think that brings us to our conclusion the Southwark Fondler is that what it was yeah absolute pleasure mate and uh, we'll call it a wrap shall we Pleasure's mine, thank you. Crime, 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 Freak Me Crime Club. Crime Club does not condone singing Freak Me at Kelly Rowland or piss taking in general. Twitter at Crime Club Pod, Insta at Crime Club Pod, email crimeclubpod at gmail.com. Om, 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 om. Hit the link in the description for bonus content. A YouTube clip of the Southwark Fondler and the John Thomas experience and have a sing song. Honey, honey, me and you. Let's do the crimes we like to do. Do a little crime, make a little club. 
Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.